Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Velocity Church Podcast. We love to hear about life change in our church. So if you have a story about how Velocity has made a difference in your life, send us an email at amen at findvelocity.org. Now sit back and enjoy today's message. Don't you guys have amazing pastors? Let's give it up for your pastors. Pastor Justin, Pastor Marissa. You guys got a great mom of the house, Pastor Marissa. We were, we were at dinner the other day, and she does what only a mom could do. There's, you know, four kids, and they're there, and they're here, and, you know, she's watching them all, making sure things still in a conversation. Like, for the dad and me, like, I'm already, like, nervous. I'm like, if it was my kids, I would have been like, okay, honey, you got to do something with these kids. I don't know what to do. Like, she already had it down. She was like, we're good. Okay. You know, and then she's like, she's like murder, she wrote. I heard she's like a witness in something, and she was part of like, she was in the paper the other day. I'm like, oh, like a crime scene investigator. Tell us more. But, but what a great mom. What a, you know, how are the moms doing? Great, great. Yeah, the mom's feeling good. You get your bouquets of flowers. Like, this is what I love about Velocity Church. Who puts like cards in the bathroom for dads that forget and bouquets of flowers and like, and like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I know some of you single guys out there were like, I'm going to take a couple bouquets and take them to a lady that I don't even, maybe I can meet a girl today. This might be, the, you know, I'm like, okay, we caught you. I took all the cards. So I was like, this will be the rest of the, for the rest of the year. Perfect. <laughs> so all you dads, sorry if you didn't get one, but um, like you said, my name's Tyson. I, uh, I am originally from Puyallup, Washington. Um, the last, the other campus, someone was actually from Puyallup, Washington, so it warmed my heart, and I was like, wow, this is really incredible. No one ever knows it, but I, I was part of Champion Center for uh, many, many years, and now I am in Thousand Oaks, California. Uh, it's about an hour north of L.A. It is very, very different. I'm part of a great church there, Lighthouse Church. Um, we're on the team there, my wife and I, and we are loving it. Uh, we come from Seattle area, lots of rain, now lots of sun, about 30 minutes from the beach, um, but... California will charge you for sun. They will charge you a whole lot of money. Like, I literally wanted to take, like, ga- like five-gallon ga- gas can and, like, fill up here. Like, it's four ninety-five back home right now a gallon. I'm like, I don't ride a bike. Do I look like I ride a bike or walk anywhere? I don't. Like, I'm about to the point where it might work, but I love it. I love it. It's, uh, I love Velocity Church. You guys are next level. How about that worship team? You guys got an amazing worship team? Isn't your worship team great? I was kind of embarrassed today. I'm glad it didn't happen, but uh, the gal back here played the guitar. Her, I have the exact same pants, almost wore them. So good thing that didn't happen. That would uh, The flowered pants would look different. Well, I'm from L.A., so it's really cool out there. People love them. But like Lawrence, Kansas, it probably, for me, it wouldn't have flown. But I like it here because the beard fits in here. Lawrence, Kansas, the beard fits in. People are like, hey, I see you in that beard. Camo pants, boom, like the camo green. I go to L.A., I'm walking around with the beard. They're like, I don't think he's supposed to be in this area. He's, that doesn't, uh, so it, I, love the, I love it, though. The worship team's so great. I, I, the bass player, who's the bass player? Yeah. Is the bass player married? That must have been his wife. Yeah! Like his feet never touch the ground. He's just, boom. Tippy-toe, tippy-toe, tippy-toe. Guitar player, he was about ready to go off. I, my pants don't stretch that far. I'm like, man, I, I tried these tight pants. Usually I'm in a pair of like a lot, lot different pants. Like Thanksgiving, I'll wear pants with uh, maternity pants. They work great. Uh, if you need more room, try it out. I'm being, it's great. It's great, though. But I love to, uh, what I love in worship is I love, uh, uh, or not even, I love the people watch. 
Anybody people watch? Yeah. Most people are like, that seems really rude. Let's just say admire God's creation, okay? Anybody like to look like an airport or somewhere? But I like to do it like during worship because then I can see who's who. Like you can tell like a dating couple during worship. Literally their hands are always interlocked, worshiping hands interlocked together to God. Yeah, singing it to each other instead of God. And I love you, I love you. You're a good, good father. One day, you'll be the father of my child, right? Love you, love you, yeah. You know, that's dating couples in church. You could tell them. You could tell single couples. Single people, I mean, in church. Like, single people in church, like, you know, Danny that serves here, Danny. You guys know Danny, big arm Danny? I'm like, Danny, why are you flexing during worship? Danny's over here like, I'm like, you don't need to show your triceps during worship, Danny. Come on, really? It, you know, where I come from, out in California, it's always warm. Girls like to show up and worship, and they got like a midriff for Jesus. Hey, hey. I'm like, no, we don't need that in worship. You can always tell married couples, too. They're usually, you know, they're kind of standoffish during worship. They're like this. We were late because of her. <laughs> Halfway there, the wife's like, hey, did I turn the curling iron off? I didn't use the curling iron. What do you mean? How would I know? You know, that's usually how it goes. So worship, you could tell. There's all different kinds, you know. Uh, if it, Like, I just want to tell a little bit about me. But if you're new here, I promise you, come back next week. Pastor Justin will be here. It'll be a great word. Uh, you'll really came what you came for. Some of you are looking like, yeah, that's not the guy I saw on the Internet. He looked different on Instagram. <laughs> the camera added weight, I think. He looks different. But we're going to have fun in church. I love to have fun. Uh, you know, it, it's a, it, it's. Like you said, laughter is a medicine, but we, uh, I've been married for 19 years. 19 years, yeah. Wife is a beautiful, beautiful wife from the Dominican Republic. Uh, when I say that, most people see her and see me. They're like, I think you did the mail order bride program. I think that might have been. No, she's not. She's not. But we have two teenage boys. I have a 19-year-old and a 17-year-old. My 19-year-old's with me today. He's here. Um, so it's great having him here with me. I was like, hey, why don't you come on this trip, kind of hang out with me, and then once we move back home, you can move out of the house, and this could kind of be our last time hanging out. And so that didn't really go good. He's like, no, I think I'm going to be here until I'm 26. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. It, it's not going to work that way. But it's a... Uh, We've been, but being married 19 years is great. It's great. But marriage and dating are two different things. Any dating couples? Dating? Any dating? Like, you're, you're, you're dating? Like, is there a dating couple in the room that's, like, I'm not going to call you out. I'm just wondering if you're any dating couple. Oh, you're dating. Where's? That may not be good. Hopefully, he's getting a bouquet ready. He's serving? Where does he serve? Oh, green team. What? Greeting. Greeting team, great. He's still out there greeting. Servant's heart. I just want to make sure I get every last greet. How long have you guys been dating? Oh, so really new. What's that? You're engaged already. A year? Eighth grade. You've been engaged since eighth grade. That's going to be great that when you guys get married. He's going to be very happy. I think I like you. I'm going to give you two erasers and a promise ring. And let's get married. Was that how it went? No. Um, she's like, I should have not raised my hand. But that's great. But you want to know how to make, I'll tell you right now, if you, you guys, before you get married, you want to know if this was the one, and you guys can do this together, I promise you, if he's listening, go down to an Ikea. 
buy the biggest piece of furniture and try to come home and build it together as a team without fighting. If you can get through that, you guys are meant to be together. Man, I went into Ikea. My wife had me walk through that thing. It was like a maze. I was like, where is the Swedish meatballs you promised me? She's like, they're all the way at the end. you got to finish it. And I'm like, oh. So we get there, and we get home, and this thing's got 9,875 pieces. And she's like, and I'm like, pass me that one screw. And she's like, I don't see it on the picture book. We, yeah, but it's hard. Marriage, for, marriage and dating are so different. Like when you're dating someone, you guys go out to dinner. It's great. And you're like, oh, yeah, you get your food. And she's like, can I have one of those fries? And I'm like, yeah, take the big one. Go ahead. Give them a fry. You're like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. Can I get two? You're like, take them all if you want them, you know, and, you know, that's great. You're dating. You love it. And then, you know, you're, you're dating, and she's sick, and she's, <clears throat> my throat. Do we need to run to Rite Aid, CVS? What do you need? I'll get you tea, cough drops, whatever you need, baby. I got you. We're going to get you better. Terraflu, I got you. You get married? Changes. Changes. We go to the restaurant. My wife's like, could I get a fry? I was like, did we have different menus? Because yours showed fries, but you didn't want fries. Now you want fries? You want fries now. Okay, cool. I guess, yeah. Could I get one more of those fries? Why don't you just continue to eat them? I'm going to starve tonight. You're married. It's different. It's different. It's different when you're married. You're married. You, you know you're in bed, and you're sitting there about to fall asleep, and she's like, <clears throat> <clears throat> you look over. Would you be able to take that to the other room? I'm trying to fall asleep. <laughs> like, I can't sleep with you coughing like that. It's different. It, marriage changes things. She's, you're, she, you know, you're like, do you need a water? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, will you go grab one then? Because I'm trying to sleep. Like marriage changes things. I love my wife to death. I love my wife. I do. But I mean, come on, let's be honest. It does. Like if you try to like, if I'm texting and she's looking over my shoulder and she's like, you did the wrong there. I'm like, really? Can I just text on my phone? But when you're dating, you're like, thank you for correcting me and making me better. I love you. You know, things change. They change. They change. Any new moms? New moms? How, how old's the baby? Eight months. Oh, beautiful. Oh, love it. <laughs> new moms are great. There's three, th three people. Three people in the world that will let you know about things. Three people. Those people, new moms, keto people, and people that sell oils. They will let you know it. Even if you don't want to know it, they will let you know it. We'll start. New moms. They will let you know all about it. Yeah, got the smartest kid in the world. They literally do not ever cry, I promise you. My kids never cried. I, I, first, I didn't even know what was going on. The doctor was like, this is a miracle, baby. <laughs> it never cries. And then they post everything about the kid on Instagram, everything, Facebook, everything about it. The baby's got every kind of hashtag. You look at it, and you're like, how does this baby, like, it's already got 200,000 200, posts about this kid. What is happening? Like, new moms will let you know everything about it. Like, were you one of those moms that didn't let the, anybody ever touch a kid? Oh, yeah. See, those moms always throw me off. You're like, you, you, they come to church with a new baby. We're not really letting people touch it yet. We're not. And then like three months go by and like, you want to hold the kid? I think I'm about done with it. <laughs> you know, new moms, they'll tell you all about it. Even, even expecting moms. Any moms expecting? Any expecting moms? Okay. The expecting moms on Instagram, the post, baby size of a pea, watermelon out, banana. They put it what the, what, where they're at in life. I'm like, I'm triplets. <laughs> I've eaten half a cow. I'm in KC. I love barbecue. 
Like, I can't stop eating. Bar- My fingers still smell like barbecue. I love it. I love it. But new moms will tell you everything about their kid, everything. And, and same with, like, keto people. You guys, yeah, Danny, I was talking about Danny earlier. He picked me up from the airport, and Danny, big arms, like, trying to show off. I'm like, okay, you don't need to wear a shirt that tight. Why are you wearing a schmedium? It make me feel bad. You know, he's in the, just like this driving. I'm like, why are you driving like that? He's keto, though. He's, I get in the car, and it just smelled like bacon. He's got a cube of butter wrapped in bacon eating it. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm keto now. Yeah, keto, man, you literally can eat whatever you want. I'm like, oh, great. So I try, you know, I'm like, oh, keto, I'll try it. I tried keto once a long time ago. I literally ate whatever I want, and it ended up like this. I was like, I don't like keto. And like, no, you can't like literally eat everything. But keto people will tell you all about keto. No, honestly, bro, if you ever want to know anything about keto, I'll tell you about keto. It's literally the best thing out there. It literally is. I promise you. Same with oil people. Oil people. Anybody sell oils? You don't have to raise your hand. Everyone knows who you are. You catch us in the lobby every week in Carroll. My ankle's better now. I don't need your lavender. Okay. Honestly, do you like vacations? Do you want free money? I could show you how with this little potion. My wife's an oil lady, so I'm, 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 it's okay. My wife, you know. And we're like, I'm getting ready to fly. And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you're not leaving yet? And I was like, yeah, I'm, we're good to go. Mixed you up a concoction. Like, when did you become a wizard? She's like, okay, I took a little bit of lavender, a little bit of frankincense. I'm like, what am I, baby Jesus? What are you bringing to me? No, you're going to like it. And a little bit of a ground-up whale's tooth. And so when you're on that plane and you get nervous, you put just a little behind your ear. Once across your forehead, you're going to be feeling like a million bucks. And I'm like, I don't know. Oil people, they will tell you, you're like, ah, ah, stressful day. You want to get stress away? I could show you right here. That's my wife. I'm like, oil people are great, though. I, I, oil people crack me up. Before, you know, there is a fourth one that will. My mom was one of them. I love my mom. Oh, I got the best mom in the world. But one thing I kind of like, I'm, I hold a little bit of a grudge against my mom, and I know I shouldn't, but my mom homeschooled me. Some of you guys are thinking right now in your head, that's what's wrong with him. <laughs> I knew it. But I love my mom. She was great. She homeschooled me, and I homeschooled, nothing wrong with homeschooling to go homeschool moms. But, yeah, I, it was just weird. Mom, I'm like, she would make subjects up. I'm like, this isn't, how is this going to help me in life? Okay, guys, for math today, guess what? We're going to help with mom's taxes. I'm like, I don't know what a 1099 is, mom. You'll learn. It's going to help. You know, PE, she'd be like, okay, dad's going to be home in about 10 minutes, and mom didn't do much today. So for PE, we're going to see how fast we can clean the house. It's going to exert a lot of energy, I promise. But mom, uh, I love my mom. I love my mom. You know, we got a lot of moms in there. Is there any pet moms? Pet moms. You're a pet mom, like official pet mom? Like you next level pet mom? Like stroller pet mom? Like I come from, and in, in where I come near L.A., like I'm like, oh, my gosh. We were in Shake Shack the other day, and this lady walks in with her dog. Like I'm over here ordering the cheapest burger like I can find counting with change out of my ashtray. Can you tell me the total again? Yeah, that should be enough. Just roll it to them, and they're like, oh, my gosh. She walks in, and she's like, um, he is going to have, what do you want? <laughs> Give me three barks if you want the sirloin burger. Yeah, he'll do the sirloin burger. I'm like, this dog is eating better than me. Like, in L.A., pet moms are a real deal. Like, you ever seen someone, I saw this the first day. I've seen the stroller. Great. They, like, had a dog swaddled. 
like little paws out everywhere, just walking around with the dog. I'm like, what in the world? Like, I'm thinking about, I felt like bad for when I grew up. Like, my dog ate barely, like, crumbs, chicken bones, and I made the dog pull me around on a skateboard. I'm like, that dog had the worst life ever. These people, like, they love it. They love it. It's, it's, uh, I, uh, being a parent, it's fun. Two teenagers, teenagers are fun. But teenagers, they, they make me feel old. Like, I'm, I'm 38 years old, but I feel like, I feel like I'm old. I feel like I've been run down a little bit. Like, I can't do things like I used to do. Like, uh, it's just, it's harder now for me. Like, texting and talking, I don't do anymore. I'm like, I'm not ready for this. Like, the other day I was there texting. And I'm sitting there and like, Dad, hey, Dad, quick question, Dad. I'm like, can you leave me alone? I'm te- they're like, you're literally texting Mom, hi. And I'm like, I'm trying to pick the right emoji. I don't know, do I do hard eyes? Do I do cry face? What am I doing? Leave me alone. I can't text and talk. I feel old. Like, I used to be able to put one hand over the wheel, back a car up. Back in a car up now, it has to be completely silent in that car. I need everyone radio off. I need everybody quiet. Even actually you two boys get out of the car right now. I am landing the space shuttle. I cannot have you talking. They're like, Dad, you're like in a Kia. It's not big. You're fine. I'm like, I cannot do it. I cannot. I'm old. I feel I'm getting old. Like, I, I, my back hurts now. They've, they've just... they. They beat me up. My kids have taken socks off. I got to literally moonwalk out of socks now. You know, can't bend over. Anybody ever put that one toe on and they got to kick it off like a mule? Yeah. That's how I feel now taking socks off. They've, they make me feel old, but I love my kids. I love them. Uh, they're, they're so fun. They're, but ta- like I remember, like I love this age right now. That's a great age, 19, 17. I'm like, you guys are literally almost out of the house. They're like, no, we're not. I'm like, yes, you are. And, but toddlers, toddlers will, woo! Oh! Anybody got some two-year-olds, three-year-olds, toddlers? Like, just excited to be in here right now, feel like you're on a date? Like, oh, thank God someone else has them. For a while there, and when me and my wife first got married, we actually used to get in trouble because we would check the kids in and then go to the movies and never actually go into church. We were like, they're like, this isn't free babysitting. We're like, okay, I didn't know. We were, you know, toddlers will run you down. Toddlers, man, woo! Toddlers will find you anywhere. And just, you can never have any privacy. I remember we used to, I remember me and my wife would go to the bathroom, and we'd go in there just to hide. Like, you know, go into separate bathrooms, hide. Kid would come in there. Are you in there? What are you doing in there? Can you see my fingers under the door? What are you doing? What, what game are you playing? Did you just beat a level on Candy Crush? What game is that? Can I play your phone when you get out? Can I, hello? We just, we'd have to hide. The kids were, they would run you down. You never privacy, like... I remember, you know, when, when we put them to bed and, and we'd go into the room and we'd set the mood. I'd light a couple candles, put on a little Pandora, you know, a little Keith Sweat, and we'd be in there chatting. And, and all of a sudden, you know, well, first I was kind of cheap, so it'd be Pandora without the, uh, f- with, uh, with the free one. So like a Wendy's commercial would come on, you know, Keith Sweat's playing, and then Wendy's. Hey, right now, Wendy's, five for five. You're like, hold tight, dear, just say, you know, come in. And then next thing you know, banging on the door, Dad, are you in there? We smell smoke. Dad, do you need help? Like, we're trying to get some privacy. Like, toddlers will run you through the ringer. Like, I remember, even now, they were probably seven and eight. And my wife was gone, and I was babysitting my kids. And uh, any dads babysit? <laughs> like, you never know. Moms are always like, you know what? They're your own kids. It's not babysitting. Those are your kids, too, okay? You're not babysitting. I'm not paying you to do it. And I was like, that's eh, still babysitting, I feel like. You know, whenever they're bad kids, they're my kids. Go get your kids. They're acting up. I was like, they're your kids, too. You know, but I, we would, I'd sit there, my wife was gone, me and the boys were hanging out, and, and my phone buzzes, so they both run over there, ah, ah, ah. 
They're like, ooh, you're in trouble. And I'm like, why am I in trouble? They're like, mom just texts, look, hey, big boy, when I get home, you're getting a spanking. Oh, my gosh, give me my phone. <laughs> if that joke offended you, please talk to your campus pastor. He's going to make everything right through growth track. Get in growth track. You'll learn about the life of the church and what we like to do here. But no, we love to have fun. But sometimes, maybe even in this moment today, you're, uh, you're thinking, you know, you're sitting here and people are laughing around you and you're like, I don't, I, I, it's hard for me to find joy. Sometimes it's hard to find joy in a situation, right? Right, anybody? Uh, it's hard. And, and life is different for everybody. Like I say these prayer requests and there's real needs. There's real needs. There's sick bodies. There's jobs. There's marriages that are having a tough time. There's kids that are unsaved. And there's maybe some of you in here that have, that have lost a parent. Lost a mom, and this Mother's Day is hard for you, you know. I know I, I lost my dad a year ago, and it was hard. It was like, how do I find joy in this? Where are you, you know? And we're having fun today, but sometimes it's hard to find joy. And I, and I have a couple things that I'd like to share with you, a couple thoughts on how to find joy in a situation. And so I want to share those. I have two, two thoughts for you. Usually most pastors do three, but I was homeschooled, so I only could come up with two. I was like, we'll do two. Yeah, two works. It's a good one. It's like a round number, right? They call it, it's a divider number. I don't know. Mom always owed on taxes, so. <laughs> but how do we get through it, you know? And I look, in, I look in James 1, 2 through 4, and this verse for me was kind of hard. Like some verses I kind of want to cherry pick sometimes of all the verses. Like God says he's going to prosper you. I'm like, ah, I like that one better than this one. This one was hard for me. James 1, 2 through 4 says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, Consider it an opportunity for great joy. I'm like, troubles? Like, anybody ever had a flat tire and been like, yeah, woo, yes, flat tire. Guess what? Don't even have AAA. It's even better. <laughs> I get to change it myself. You know, or gone to the doctor and been like, oh, good. That was the, <laughs> I was hoping for the bad report. Thank you. Great. I'll consider it joy. James says consider it joy. But then he goes on to say, he says, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. Who needs their faith to grow a little bit? I know I do. Let that faith grow for when you endure, for your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. I want to be complete, but I don't want to go through that trial. I'm like, eh, I don't know I have to do that. But what, what the context of that is James is talking to a church that they're persecuted. They're persecuted. They're going through famine. They're getting killed. And he's saying, find joy in it. You'll be okay. For me, how, what is our response? Our response needs to be, okay, I, I got to find joy somehow, but I don't know how to find joy. You know, are we, how are we responding through hard times? Are we turning towards God? Are we turning away? What are we doing in that? And so James is saying, turn towards God. And so a couple things, a couple ways that I think for us that we can, and I want you to take away today, is a couple things that we can find joy in a situation. How do we find that joy that James is talking about? And the first one is to put on praise. I don't mean literally go on, yeah, you can put on praise worship, but put on praise. Isaiah 68 talks about, Isaiah 63, sorry, talks about putting on a garment of praise for the heavy hearted. Maybe some of you guys today are heavy hearted. You got to put on a garment of praise. Like I picture it's like you got to put it on. You got to take something off, but you got to put on that praise. Take off that heavy load today. Put on that garment of praise. And what does it look like to put in that garment of praise? What is it? Praise can change an atmosphere. Praise can change everything. Start talking life into your situation. You ever been in a room of people and that one negative person that's always negative walks in just like this? And you're like, oh, gosh, you're walking towards me. I'm going to have to ask them how they're doing. Hey, how you doing? 
Where do you want me to start? Terrible. They change a room, and then everyone's like, oh, no. Don't look at him. I'm going to have to ask him. He's got negativity. But you ever been in a room where everything's great? That person walks in, changes the room. You, they walk in. You know they're going through hard times. And you're like, hey, how you doing? They're like, Psh. any better? I'd be twins. I don't even know what it means, but I want to say it. I feel so great. You've been in a locker room, and, like, the music's playing, and that, ooh, it changes everything. Praise changes the atmosphere. Put on praise. Take off that heavy load. You know, Proverbs 18 talks about life and death is in the tongue. What are you speaking into your situation? God, I know this isn't the report I wanted from the doctor, but God, I know you're the God that healed then. You're the God that heals now. You're the same God. You never change, God. Or are you walking in there going, huh, huh, it's pro- who knows how much longer I got to live. It's going to be terrible. It's terrible. Put on praise. Put it on. Put that on in your life. Speak life into your situation. Next, I want us to focus on the promise and not the problem. Too often we focus on that problem. We get that bad report and we instantly think, oh my gosh, or you know, a layoff comes and you're like, oh my gosh, if I get laid off, how am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to pay my car? My family's going to fall apart. How in the world is this going to happen? Instead of focusing on God that says, I'm your provider. I'm all you need. And you know, I think of Peter when he got out of that boat. God called him to action. So God's calling us to do things. God's calling us to put on praise. We have to take a step. But Peter took a step, got out of that boat, started to walk, started to move. But then when he took his eyes off God, he started to sink. Because Peter looked at all his problems around him. Oh, storms, wind, oh my gosh. He took his focus off God. And that's too often what we do in a situation. We focus all on the problem. Oh my goodness, it's the end of the world. Oh, it's great. Oh my goodness. And we start to sink. Focus on God today. Focus on him. And when we focus on it, you know, it could change everything. And this for me became so much more real about five years ago in a situation in my life that I want to share with you. And maybe it's your situation. Maybe you're going through a trial today. And, uh, it was five years ago, I got a call. I was at home, and I got a call from my wife, and she's panicky and crying. and like, come home, come home. I need you. I need you home. And I'm like, what's going on? What in the world? And she says, I, I, I don't want to live anymore. I don't want to do this thing, life. I can't do it. I failed you. I failed God. I failed my kids. I, oh, my goodness, just come home. So I rush home, and my wife struggled with depression for years. And, and, uh, and, and so I rush home, and I get home to find her in the bathroom with the door locked, curled in a ball. She's got some marks on her arm from where she just, you know, the, the scars. Nothing like it was going to end her life, but she wanted to. She thought of, I don't want to be here anymore. I failed my family. And she starts to cry. She's bawling, and I pick her, pick her up, and we sat there. We started to pray. And in my mind, I'm praying, but on the outside, I mean, on the outside, I'm praying. On the inside, in my mind, I'm thinking, God, where are you? Where is joy in this? Like, God, joy comes easy for me. Where do I find joy? Where do I find that joy that James is talking about? How do I This doesn't seem like joy, God. And we sat there the next day. We went to the hospital, and we sat in the ER like you do in ERs for hours and hours. And they come to me after a few hours. They take her for a while. They come back with her. They run some tests. They do some evaluations. They come back to me, and they say, Tyson, we've determined that uh, we need to take your wife, Eddie Pell, and we need to check her into the mental ward. In that moment, my heart collapsed, and... I wanted to be strong for her, and I said, oh, babe, you're all right. We got this. We got this. But in my mind, I'm saying, God, we don't have this. I don't know where you are. God, where are you in this? And we took her up to that top floor, and we check her in, and they sit her down, and, and they said, this will be your room. And it became so real when they took her shoelaces off and gave us the shoelaces, gave us her glasses as we're staring in this room, gave me her phone, and we're staring at this room with no glass, nothing really in it. And I'd be like, God, where are you? And they walk me out and say, all right, Mr. Ramsell, we'll get a hold of you. We're going to keep her on a 24-hour watch, and 
she'll contact you sometime this week. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And they're like, well, you can't be in contact with her. You can't be here. You got to go home. It was hard to put on praise. I, I rode that elevator down by myself, and every thought came in my mind of, I got to go home to two boys, 10, 11 years old, and tell them that mom's not going to be here. I got to call her work and say she's not going to be to work. What's going to happen She's going to lose her job. Then what are we going to do? I got these two boys. How am I going to? My family's going to fall apart. I started to focus on the problem, not the promise, not the promise. And God has so many promises. God's promises, Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you. You will need to just be still. In that moment, I didn't want to be still. I wanted to fight. Oh, God, what do I do? Where do I go? His promise says, be still and know. Joshua 1, 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong, be courageous, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. In that moment, it didn't feel like, God, you're not here with me. That's his promise. I didn't focus on that promise. I focused on the problem. And so after she sat there and I got home, we had a talk and with the boys, and she sat there, and I get a call 48 hours. She said, babe, I'm doing better. I got a few more days to go, and but uh, I went to visit her, and I saw a new light in her face, and we sat there, we prayed, and, and we talked about things, and we talked about God's promises, and I had to take off that negativity of, God, where is it going to go from here? What's going to happen? Is my family going to fall apart? Is she ever going to be the same? Is she going to be here the rest of her life? What's going to happen? I had to put on praise and say, God, I know you're good. God, I know you're for me, not against me, God. And from this day now, that as we sit here, she got to come home after seven days. It's five years ago. From this day now, I can see the joy in it. When you're in the situation, it's hard to see the joy, but I can now. She runs a small group uh, of young ladies. She's been able to have numerous ladies reach out to her on Facebook, numerous different people that when her opening up, sometimes we've got to open up a little bit, show some scars and say, God, I need you. She opened up. She was able to find healing. God's continuing to heal her. God can heal you, but I see the joy in it now, but at that moment, I didn't find joy. And maybe that's you today, and you're saying, I'm having a hard time finding joy. I'm struggling with depression, anxiety. I got a marriage that's failing. I got kids that don't want to come to church. I've lost a parent this Mother's Day. I've lost a child. This is hard for me. There's joy. But we got to put on praise.